This is Cover 2, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. Hit! Browns are going to win! Mayfield, end zone, Landry, touchdown! With Dan Kadar and Browns beat writer Nate Ulrich of the Akron Beacon Journal and Ohio.com. With Steve Dorshuk from the Canton Repository. Browns fans, now, Cover 2, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. All right, and we are live here. Well, I'm not at the stadium, but Nate Ulrich from the Beacon Journal, the Beacon Journal's beat writer, Marla Reidenauer, the columnist for the Beacon Journal, and Steve Dorchek, the Browns beat writer for the Canton Repository, are all at First Energy Stadium where the Browns pulled off, I don't know whether they call it impressive or something else, but they ran the ball, they ran it well. And that's that's really what 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 brought this one home. The two-headed monster is back with a, a vengeance. Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt rushed for a combined 230 yards today. So. Yeah, I mean – this was Nick Chubb's first game back since October 4th. He missed four games with that sprained MCL. And he looked rusty for a lot of the game until really when it mattered most, uh, he started turning those short yards in, into into bigger yards. And then they fed him uh, at the end of the, the, the team's lone touchdown drive. Four consecutive carries. He got 35 yards, including the nine-yard touchdown on that. And then, of course, at the end of the game, he rips off the, the 59-yard game clinching run, uh, gets out of bounds instead of into the end zone to, to seal the win rather than, you know, extend the game. Um, so I thought Chubb was so impressive after – and he even said knocking the rust off. Uh, and Hunt, obviously, the one-two punch is amazing. We saw history uh, first time. Two Browns teammates had 100-plus rushing yards here. This is from the Browns uh, from 1966. Ernie Green and Leroy Kelly did it then. Just an amazing performance on a really uh, bad weather game. The, the Browns second in a row in, in real nasty conditions. I, I just – I am kind of blown away that it's been since 1966. Um, and it almost feels like – Chubb and Hunter, I mean, they always sort of play off each other, but it even seems like it's getting stronger. I mean, maybe it's their competitiveness, maybe the urgency as the season goes on. But, I mean, I really feel like that duo is becoming even more determined in a way. Maybe it's because they've both been through injuries, you know, Hunt playing with a broken rib, you know, Chubb's bad knee. I mean, I don't know. It just seemed like it's that – is chemistry is growing if it that if that's at all possible in terms of uh chubb and hunt uh, what they did today is uh, fantastic and it bodes well for the future as a component in the offense but um in uh, in my view it's not going to be nearly enough when the browns get into games when uh, wind isn't a factor rain isn't a factor and uh, you need to uh, do more than uh, maintain a three to nothing lead for uh, about uh, an hour and uh, 49 minutes uh, and, and, and therein, uh, I, I think uh, Baker Mayfield uh, needs to be an important part of this postgame discussion. And, uh, you know, I'm making it mine because that, that was my 
point of emphasis during the game. It's kind of comparing uh, Mayfield to one of the uh, the bright young quarterbacks that he, uh, he has to face and uh, measure up to as a number one overall pick. Of course, today, uh, Watson, uh, even though the Texans are having a terrible season, Watson statistically is having a good season, well over 100 in the passer rating, and a pretty good player. What I found today was that uh, that Mayfield uh, is a little bit tighter in the passing game that is available to him. And what was available today was only the short stuff. Each time, uh, almost every time, either one of those guys tried to go uh, more than 20 yards uh, in the air with a pass today. Uh, <laughs> the, the ball was getting sailed all, all over the place. But with what was available, I thought Mayfield uh, was the, uh, the better executor of the short passing game. Of course, he didn't have and will never have the component of uh, turning uh, third and, and fives in the first downs with his legs uh, the way Watson can. So that's uh, what, what Mayfield, where Mayfield was superior today is where he's going to need to continue to be superior against his opponents, and that is efficiency in the passing game. So to be clear, I mean, because Steve, I know that the Raiders game was another bad weather game, and the Browns obviously – you know, they got overpowered in that game. But I know you you thought highly of Mayfield's game. And I'm just wondering how you think he stacked up Raiders game to this game. Was this as good for him? I think, uh, Nate, that uh, Stefanski uh, made the point afterward that they were completely different uh, looking games. I mean, in a way, it didn't feel that way because we were both uh, you know, getting blown to Kansas by the, uh, the wind of both those games. But um, um, I, I did think – in that Las Vegas game that Mayfield played uh, not just okay, but he played pretty well. And you add the two uh, balls that uh, Jarvis Landry dropped, easy catches. You drop, you add the easy easy catch that uh, Njoku dropped and, and maybe a, a couple of others. And that yeah. game looks completely different. And obviously it also looks different if, uh, if uh, Chubb um, – Austin Hooper and Wyatt Tuller in that game. So yeah, I think Mayfield uh, has done uh, done pretty well in both of the uh, the last two games. Yeah, I want to add one thing about Chubb too, bringing him up again. I I did the math earlier, but I I didn't know it off the top of my head. Uh, but I wrote about it um, before those four carries that ended the touchdown drive. He had, he had run thirteen times for thirty three yards, two point five average. So um, that's what I mean. He just – he found another gear when it mattered most late in the game. And I, and I think, to Marlo's point, I think Hunt fed off that. Hunt had a really good fourth quarter too. And the Texans were also worn down by the, all of this too. So I think – and talking with Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield, they both kind of agreed that, you know, all of those things were at play. Hunt and Chubb – they were hitting their stride, and the Texans were getting worn down by just by the day, by the by the uh, by the rushing attack throughout the day, and I'm sure you know the weather and everything else. So, um, I, I just think that this was a huge step for the Browns, big picture wise, because they we talked about it last after the last game. They did not look like the team from Cleveland against the Raiders, and I thought today they looked like the team from Cleveland. Well. That being the case, in your opinion, and Steve brought this up before we got on online here, is this a legitimate six and three record? Is it a strong six and three record at this point? I think it's a um, a respectable six and three. 
in that uh, you've handled the schedule that is in front of you and it includes one signature win. Um, I, I think uh, from uh, trying to uh, loosely follow the other games today, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Indianapolis won big against Tennessee, which is a good team. And uh, that was in Nashville. So to me, that stands as kind of a, a signature win, an important win to say uh, for the Browns to be able to say to themselves, hey, we're not just beating the schmoes. And even though Houston uh, is is weak and something's wrong with them today, you could almost tell the way uh, Watson was playing today that something's out of kilter with those guys, something's between their ears. But still, any team that has uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, a guy with a, a career passer rating and, and production uh, like he has, uh, uh, you know, to me, this was uh, this was a, a, a really fine win. So it's uh, and, and it's only going to take one more win, albeit against uh, Philadelphia next week. And Philadelphia lost today, I believe, and uh, they're not the uh, the Eagles that won the Super Bowl. But the accumulation of victories against uh, teams that uh, aren't having good seasons, you know, you don't uh, you don't flush those. They mean something. You know, you uh, you uh, won a tough NFL game, and uh, the Browns have. Uh, now, all of their wins this year have been uh, been pretty tough in one way or the other, but they're getting them. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't can't forget, you know, Stefanski wants a smart, tough team, and except for two really wacko penalties that shouldn't, I mean, are mind-numbing, the Landry spike and the Mac Wilson spike of Randall Cobb. Um, they do like like they have some smart, tough guys. So, I mean, I, I do feel like they're – when you've been this bad for this long, I don't think there is such a thing as an unimportant victory, I guess. Um, no, my, although I would, I still think this six and three feels precarious and especially if they'd, uh, I mean, when they Texas score with five minutes to go, didn't you all think that they were going to blow it? I certainly thought they were. So, um, I didn't think so. It's weird because so, yeah, you I, tempted, but I didn't think that, yeah. I, I haven't had that feeling for about four games. I, I think they've shown that, you know what? This isn't the same old Browns this year. That that they absolutely have a shot from now on. I mean, people are expecting the worst, and more often than not, they're they're delivering the exact opposite. And it's it's kind of something to behold. Um it's it's kind of like being in the twilight zone given the past what was the last, what, 2007? So we're, we're going back 13 years. So, And no, Chubb's going to get stronger, George, as he comes back. Chubb's going to get stronger. And, Nate, uh, your point early in the conversation about uh, him uh, looking rusty, it was either rusty or he's just not physically ready. But, yeah, there were a couple of ankle tackles uh, that got made and corners that didn't, turn, didn't get turned. And what's kind of uh, like where did that come from uh, when – Popped that big one on the last series, and uh, you guys uh, saw that uh, the the coaching staff was smart and uh, not pushing the issue with Chubb. That long carry on that last drive was his only carry on that drive. Right, and you know Wyatt Teller coming back, Austin Hooper coming back. You know, I think and Stefanski's talked about this for a long time. Just the way Hooper shows up in the running game that we don't see in the stat line uh, has been huge this year. So I think. With these guys coming back, you know, uh, of course Chubb's the focus, but they didn't disappoint in, in that I think they were all crucial in this team winning the style of game that they lost two weeks ago. So, um, 
Yeah, I, you know, as far as the record, George, like they, my bottom line is, you know, you definitely got to look better and play better and be competitive with Pittsburgh and Baltimore um, to really take a step here. But, yeah, you also have to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat to make the playoffs for the first time since 2002. So let's give them credit for, for taking care of business in these types of games. Let's see, and, and, and here's the here's the operative question as far as I'm concerned. Does that defense continue to play the way they played today? Well, that's a game? great question, and I know, George, you've had a pretty good record of picking, but I believe – Yeah, I know. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to no, hear no, it. No, 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 it's a fair, it's a fair point. I, I think we all felt this way. You you wrote that you, you picked the Texans, but the reason why is because you were not seeing enough defense from the Browns. And yeah. I had a hard time picking the Browns. I did pick the Browns, but I went back and forth, and I ultimately just landed on Nick Chubb coming back. And when I was out there Wednesday and Thursday at practice, I felt an energy coming off the bye. Guys were running around and yelling. They seemed like they were having fun. I just liked the vibe around the team with some key guys, including Chubb coming back. But I was torn because I, I agree. I didn't know if this defense was going to be able to contain Watson. And and let's be honest, I mean, the elements contained the passing games of both teams in big ways today. Yeah. So that, that helped the Browns, obviously, <laughs> in a big way. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the defense, there's, there's not a lot of evidence that you're going to be able to rely on it. That And, see, that's the key for me. I was – Miles Garrett's fourth down play, you know. Huge. It's, it's like that's the type of play that a Browns team from a couple years ago would have given up, even though with that quarterback, it's so freaking obvious what they were going to do. <laughs> yeah. and sometimes it doesn't matter, right, with an electric yeah. talent like that he scores anyway. And, and they collapsed. It was, it was a sight to behold. They collapsed the inside of the interior of that line, and they let their, their playmaker – clean it up on the outside and it's like oh okay that that's impressive and this i wouldn't have seen that coming this year it would have been a foregone conclusion so kind of a stunning moment there george uh, i mean for houston to take a seven to three a lead there uh, I, I think uh, a team with the psychology the browns coming off a bad uh, home loss against uh, las vegas I, th I think their whole psychology is different if all of a sudden in a bad uh, weather day uh, they're behind seven three instead of uh, you know uh, the getting buoyed by uh, having uh, keeping a three nothing lead and it was uh, free money right there. I don't think they've got the defense to win a playoff game right now, but there's time for that to come. I mean, especially if they get some more help from the de other defensive linemen, you know that that's what they've been needing is someone else, a few more guys to step up and help Miles Garrett. So. Uh, there was a, a smidgen of hope for that today, and I yeah I thought the defensive line played well. So, but like I said, I don't think they can play like this and win a playoff game, but I think they can get there. Yeah. And the Texan, again, it's a combination of factors. In my opinion, the Texans offensive line is not good outside of Tunsil. And, um, you know, you talk to people from Houston and they'll tell you that it's just not an impressive group. So that obviously played into the Browns favor. They've got a lot of talent up front. The D-line, I think, is underachieved for most of the season other than Garrett. But, you know, I, I was asking Sheldon Richardson about this, and he said that the bye week did that group a lot of good, and they felt they, – he, he thinks that it showed up today. With, with, he felt healthier and some other guys. He made some plays, obviously. So 
you know that that's what they're going to need. They're going to need uh, they're going to need the defense to to take some steps like they did on that big fourth down play to have a chance. But I, I agree, you know, I, winning a playoff game is a whole different discussion than making the playoffs. And I still think making the playoffs is huge for this franchise. And all due respect, I, I think if that happens, that the city of Cleveland and Northeast Ohio will be drunk for several days. So, you know, I, at, at this point, it's, it's, I won't call them baby steps, but they're, they're intermediate steps. Let's call them toddler steps. <laughs> so you think in making the playoffs, everybody will be drunk, right? Yeah, I do. I really yeah, do. So, right, yeah. So I mean, the, by the time the game arrives, they might not even know what's going on. Very true. <laughs> All right, guys. Next week, it's the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz, who everybody thought the Browns should have drafted is well the shine off's him right now um and then you're right the eagles don't look like that super bowl team that 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 took on the patriots a few years back so we'll see what happens but hope springs eternal right at least Absolutely. for friends so with that we're gonna sign off you guys have a safe trip home and we'll see some of you tomorrow, metaphorically speaking. Have a good night. Hey, guys. Good night. Yep.